This is a sermon given at St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. Visit our website at stdave.org. Over the last several weeks, I have been mulling over this odd parable that we heard knowing that I was scheduled to preach on Harvest Sunday. It's a strange parable that is set so deeply into a cultural understanding of things, it's, it's really hard to untangle enough to find an insight. I was curious what this might have meant to the people whom Jesus first said it to. You know, the 25th chapter of Matthew finds Jesus in the increasing hostility and hostile resistance to Jesus' message. And his showdown with the powers that be is about to happen. So when Jesus said this story to his disciples, I'm wondering what he was trying to say to them. Maybe be of courage, be of strength, stick with Jesus, even though you know what's coming is hard and dangerous. And I was curious also, what did, what did the church think 50 years later when Matthew decided to write this down and write it to the early Christian community? Now they're two generations away expecting the return of Christ and it has not happened. So what message is that writer trying to say by telling this odd story? Maybe patience and encouragement to patience. Stick with Jesus even though things aren't going the way you expected them to go. I wondered actually if it shouldn't be changed to the title of the bridesmaids who listen to their mothers. Because you know how this went down. All 10 of these women were going to a wedding. All 10 of them, their mothers said to them on the way out the door, that bridegroom, he's going to be late. You need to take some more oil. And five of them listened to their moms and said, oh, you're right, mom. That's sound wisdom. I'll take some more oil. Five of them said, mom, I'm not a child. I can do this. And besides, where am I supposed to put extra oil? And out the door they went. Then I was curious about what, how would they have known they had enough? I mean, even if they took extra oil, all they know is the bridegroom is delayed. So how much extra oil do they need? Do they need an ounce, a couple ounces, a pint, a quart? How would they know when they had enough? And then, of course, I'm thinking about what does this mean to us in the 21st century? 21st century where I would have, I could just stand up here and gin up a little anxiety with you about the second coming, something that I know you don't give any thought to and we don't spend any time talking about. So what does it mean for us? So it's in my brain is working this, right? At the same time, it's important for you to know that while my brain was working on this sermon, I was planning a camping trip, right? <laughs> So last week, I just got back. I'm happy to say I came back alive, so it's great. I, I, just, I was planning a camping trip with Jim and Joe. Jim is my brother-in-law. We have all been friends since college. Jim and I, this was our 43rd year in a row to go on a camping trip. And Joe joined us about 25 years. So he's uh, 25 years ago, so he's still figuring it out. Right? <laughs> But it's important for you to know that while I'm planning that, I'm thinking about the sermon, planning that. We're all thinking about the sermon because we're all going to preach today. And we're thinking about backpacking, which is the way we customarily do this work. Now, if you know anything about backpacking, there's a very particular worldview of backpackers, which is you need just 
enough. You don't want one ounce more water than you need, one pound of food more than you need, or one little bit of fuel more than you need, because you're going to carry every single thing on your back. That's the way we're wired. All these years we've been backpackers. But to remind you, I had a big back surgery in July. Surgeon said, maybe backpacking is not a good thing right now. So we decided we're going to base camp, which means we would have a pickup truck. <laughs> so now I've just heard a parable warning me to make sure that I'm prepared, make sure that I have enough. Sounds less like Jesus, more like a scout manual, right? And I have a pickup truck. So we started talking about what are we going to take? And it all of a sudden, how do we, do we have enough? Do we have enough fuel? I've got to grab a few more canisters of fuel. Oh, well, I think we're base camping, so there'll be a fire ring. We could bring firewood, thing you would never do as a backpacker. So I loaded up some firewood. And since we're going to be sitting by a fire, we probably would like some chairs instead of sitting on the ground. So we threw some chairs in. If you're sitting by a fire with a chair, what else do you need? A guitar. <laughs> well, if you're going to play guitar, you can't play guitar in a bag chair. So you need a folding chair with no arms to play the guitar. So that goes in the truck. Jim, my brother-in-law, who's quite the athlete, said, hey, I heard that Big Ben Ranch State Park is like mountain bike mecca. So do either of you guys who live in Texas have a bike? No, I don't have a bike. Joe doesn't have a bike. But my friend Rick Patrick has a bike. <laughs> so I called Rick. I said, do you have a mountain bike we could borrow? Rick might have said, do you think it's a good plan for 60-year-old guys that don't mountain bike to take it up in the most remote part? But sure, you can have my mountain bike. So now we have a mountain bike in the truck. And as we're headed out the garage, Jim grabs a Frisbee and he sees a bag of tennis balls that are in our garage. It's part of Chris's job. I got Chris, what do you do with these tennis balls? I don't know. It's a big bag of tennis balls she uses at work. He says, we need three of these to practice our juggling. <laughs> and that's how we drove to the desert. A truck full. Do we have enough? What's the definition of enough? You'll be happy to know we had a great time. We had fire. We played the guitar. We set up a three-hole frisbee golf course in the desert. And we all learned to juggle. It was awesome. <laughs> and then we spent the whole time thinking about this text. And sort of massaging this question of enough. And what's being in, what are we being asked to do in this passage? And I think what we're being asked to do is the same thing the disciples were asked, the same thing the early church was asked, which is to choose something, to make a choice. The early disciples, to choose to stick with Jesus when it's going to be hard. The early church, to choose to be patient when it's longer than you expected. Wrestle with the question of, what is enough? What are you choosing? How do you choose to continue to be a disciple of Jesus? How do you choose to continue to tune in to the voice of Jesus? How do you define the word enough in your life? 
And I think, you know, it's, it's not accidental that this text is put on the Sunday that would normally be Harvest Sunday when we're asking you to choose. We're asking you to choose today. The church is asking us to choose, to wrestle with this question in our heart. What is enough? Do I have enough? Do I feel safe? Do I have what I need? How do I then choose to stick with Jesus when it's hard? How do I then choose to stick with Jesus when it's delayed? How do I, do I choose to stick with Jesus in the modern world? And today we're asking you to literally take a card out of the pew in front of you and write down your choice. Write down what you choose. What does fidelity to Christ look like in your life? How is that reflected in the way you spend your time? How is it reflected in the way you spend your, use your talent? How, do you, how does that reflect it in the way you spend your money? Or is it just so much frisbee golf and juggling? Today we're inviting you to choose. It's important to note that the work of this church, this beautiful church that has been sitting here for 175 years, all the work that we do in this community is 100% dependent on your choice and on my choice. For us to continue to do the work, we choose. And St. David's is waiting for your answer. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. You can find more lectures and sermons on iTunes by searching for St. David's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas, or visit our website at stdave.org and click on the podcast button.